0: Hey guys, welcome back to another Topics with Tim podcast. So thankful that you've decided to join me today on a journey through the mind. Yes, we are journeying, venturing into the realm of mental health, into the realm of the mind and what our minds and brains are capable of. Now, Before I get into this, I want to start off by saying I would love for you guys to Subscribe to my podcast if you haven't already. Please leave a review, it would be much appreciated. I also just started a Discord channel, Topics with Tim. So, if you're interested in joining that, then please let me know if you're someone I know. If you don't know, then I, I think you can search Topics with Tim on Discord and find my Discord channel. I'm trying to create a little bit of a community there where I can get more guests. And more ideas for pods, and just more people talking, so I can, you know, I can get better as a podcaster. So that's available too. I also, if you're interested in supporting me financially in any way, if you look on my main uh, thing there, it, it should have an option there to support me. Um, a young, you know, podcaster just trying to make it to keep to be able to continue to produce great content for you guys as much as possible. And you know, we all got to make money somehow, so. Anyway, thank you. So let's just get right into it. The topic today, we're going to be talking about meditation and can it make you clutch? Can it make you clutch, right? What's the word? So clutch, I'm talking about, you know, you're in the NBA, right? Or you're not in the NBA. Maybe you're just playing in a league, right? It's it's fourth quarter. 30 seconds left on the clock. You got the ball. You're taking up the court, right? You got to stay calm, right? Because the pressure's on and we all know. That when we are under pressure, a certain amount of pressure, that we, we tend to make more mistakes. And so you got to be able to maintain that calmness, look, dribble around, maybe take that screen off the side, look for that shot. Maybe you fake that jump shot, go to the right, boom, hit that jumper, game winner, your team wins, right? Clutch. How do you get, how do you become clutch? And just in general, what is meditation? How to do it? What's it even for? Now, before I get too much into that, I just want to give you just a brief background on my story. I, and again, I've mentioned this on other podcasts, when I was 22, I had my first ever panic attack. I had no real mental health issues at all until this this point, had a panic attack. That was very scary and confusing. I then proceeded to have more and more of those, and then I developed what's called agoraphobia, which is the fear of panic attacks, which you're essentially... Have nonstop anxiety all day long because at any moment you could have a panic attack, right? And so you're just in fear all day. And obviously that over time is horrible for you. It We know over and over again, the studies on stress, the more stressed you are, you lose your hair, you're in more, your health just declines in general stress, too much stress on a human being just literally kills us literally. So I ended up having to go and spend some time in a psych ward and a mental health facility. I ended up going to group therapy for a number of months. I took some uh, medication during that time as well. I had a, a therapist after that. And, well, I've come a long way since that age of 22. But it did teach me some very valuable mental health lessons. It taught me a lot of valuable skills which I hope to share with you guys over time. I'm gonna definitely be doing more podcasts like this because I know in our in this time with what's going on, there's a lot of stress, there's a lot of anxiety. People need to be able to deal with their anxiety more than ever before because there's just so much uncertainty in the world currently and it's, it's a very tough time. So hopefully this comes at a good time for you that maybe you're struggling with stress and anxiety. You're, You're thinking maybe meditation is something that you want to look into. And hopefully I can provide some kind of basic skills for you to, to navigate this and be able to manage your anxiety. Cause let's, you know, there's no eliminating anxiety. Anxiety is just a part of the human experience, but we can significantly manage it to a point where it does not hamper our day to day. It does not hamper our overall happiness and it, it actually, you know, in some ways, a minor level of anxiety is kind of a good thing because it can kind of it teaches us where we can grow in certain ways. Or if you're, you know, you're maybe you're scared, like I'm terrified to do stand up comedy, terrified, just the thought of it gives me anxiety. But I know that's something I want to do eventually, because I think, again, it's not debilitating anxiety, it's just something that like, oh, man, every time I think about that, it's, I just have a hard time believing I could do it. But that's an area where, okay, well, maybe, shoot, maybe there's growth there. Maybe if I went and did that, who knows? Maybe I'd be good, or maybe I would experience it. Maybe I'd suck, but at least I'd be like, man, I did that, you know? Holy, I, I stepped into a place of fear and I overcame it. And maybe I wasn't any good. I don't know, but I think I'd definitely become just a better person for it. So there are little ways in which anxiety can kind of guide us towards, obviously, healthier lifestyles and to areas of growth but obviously that's very personal to each person's experience so let's just talk first of all what is meditation I decided to google it and I got the here's what I got for what is meditation it's basically the art of meditating and I thought well that is a terrible definition of meditating that helps no one so thank you for that so I looked at some other ones and let's see if it's, it's very simple now, obviously, focus is broad, and there's a lot of things that kind of go into well, what do I focus on, for how long do I focus, yada, yada, yada. But essentially, when you think about meditation, the first thing that you need to think about is is there's no there's no thing that will stop you from thinking. There's sort of this common misnomer that, oh, meditation is thinking about nothing. That's literally not physically possible. We all know our minds can go a mile a minute. We have an entire subconscious of our mind dedicated to processing information at an insanely high rate that we're not even consciously aware of. So there's no realm in which you can ever just, I'm just going to stop thinking about things. It's just not going to happen. Don't even try. You'll just get frustrated. (laughs) And that's something I want to definitely go into on further pods is, is the subconscious to me is so fascinating because the speed at which your subconscious can process information is kind of insane. And that's why you get gut feelings about things that maybe consciously you're not sure why you have a gut feeling. It's because your subconscious has like all this information that's stored up in your brain and has analyzed it and is giving you this sort of feeling, this gut feeling, even though consciously you're like, why do I feel that way? Like I said, your mind is, is anyway, that's, that's a, that's a, (laughs) man, I love it. It's so fascinating. I'll get into that another time, but let's just focus hey, look at that focus. Hey, look, it's already working. We're focusing on meditation. We're focusing on just some basic starter meditation. And I will say this, that you, just like anything, really, you're not going to really experience much benefit of meditation. You'll experience some, but not much if it's not consistent. And that's, that's the, the crux of it is, and same thing with working out, for example, I've, you know, I worked out for, for many years, but I was always off and on and two weeks here, maybe two weeks off. And I never really saw the results. I had, had, you know, some decent strength, but I never saw real results. I never saw life-changing results until I got consistent until it was five days a week. I was in the gym on a, on a plan, on a program, just day in, day out grinding. Now I'm seeing results. Months and months and months later. So I just want to say that this isn't. It, no, I, I've had times where I've been in a really dark place, and I've meditated, and it actually has brought me out of that place instantly. So there are there are times where it can temporarily and right away just boost you to a better a better mood and a better place. So there is there honestly there is that does work. But I would say if you really want to experience the full benefit of it, it has to be something that you do consistently. The great part about meditation is you don't need anything, and you can you, you need as little as about 10 minutes a day. That's it. So it's really simple. You don't just find a, a quiet place, hopefully. Even if it is a little bit loud, you know your mind is really good at being able to sort of let go of sounds. If they're consistent sounds, your mind can tune them out over time. It's just your brain's really, really, really smart at that. So it's still possible, even if there's some noise around. It might not. It might be harder to focus, but it's still doable. So all you need is 10 minutes a day. That's it. Just sitting down. Now this is hard for people because people, and this is where it's tough with you know social media and different things going on because social media social media essentially teaches us not to. It essentially stops us from focusing because it's literally. Every time you scroll, look at something five seconds, scroll the next thing, five seconds, scroll the next thing, five seconds. You're never able to really focus on any one thing. It just, you're just so scattered, just jumping from one thing to the next on all these social media sites. So that kind of teaches people that the thought of sitting down for 10 minutes and just, you know, chilling out is really, really hard for people because we're training our brains to do the exact opposite based on our social media usage. So that's, that's, it's not good. It's not good for us over time. So you, okay, so you, let's, let's, you out there, listener, you're like, okay, I'm ready to start meditating. I'm ready to, you know, I'm experiencing a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, a lot of things. I, maybe I have a lot of stressors in my life that I need to manage. Okay, well, here we go. So take your 10 minutes at any point during the day. doesn't matter. I, I recently have been doing it whenever, let's say I'm, for example, I was in the car with a friend the other day and he was going into the chiropractor to get an adjustment, shout out to you, Roy. And that takes about 10 to 15 minutes. So literally I was like, well, I'm going to be sitting in the car anyway. I'm just going to use this as my meditation time. So he went into the chiropractic. I sat back in the car, took the seat back, closed my eyes, did my my meditation practice for the day for, for about 10, 15 minutes. And that was it. So I, you know, I'm not always super, okay, I'm doing it at this exact time. It's sort of a lot of times moments come up in life where you're like, Oh, I'm not doing anything for the next 10 minutes. Sweet. I'll just chill in my car and, and meditate. So it's definitely very, very flexible, which is what's great about it. So the three types of meditation, I would say just basic. I mean, you could, you could research and oh, you got 20 different types of meditation, but again, that's, that's for someone who's been meditating for a long time. You can get more elaborate with it, I suppose. But if you're just the basic person, you just want to start it. I would give you just three, three basic options here. So you can either A focus, and again, we're not we're not trying to eliminate thought. That's just not gonna happen. First, it's just focusing on your breathing. That's very beginner level. You just close your eyes. Well, I mean, you don't have to close your eyes, but I think it helps to focus, having your eyes closed personally. And you breathe in and out, and you just try your best, and it's not gonna be perfect. And the key is to not beat yourself up and to sort of accept that your mind will wander, that I'll be focusing on my inhale, my exhale. And then within maybe two seconds, I'm thinking about, oh man, I got that project I got to do tomorrow. Oh shoot. Uh, oh, but then there's the other thing. And then like your brain will go, oh, wait a second. We're supposed to be meditating. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's back to the breath. And then maybe you do another breath. And then all of a sudden your mind goes, oh, but that thing we got to, the, the money from the bank, we got to deposit. And then, oh, there's that, uh, oh, that TV show, I got to make sure I record that. And then your brain goes, oh, wait, 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 wait. We're supposed to be meditating right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Back to the breath, back to the breath. And then boom, your mind will jump somewhere else. So it's very common that your mind will jump around and the key is just catching it and going like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm supposed to be meditating right now. And just kind of, again, you're not eliminating a thought. You're just changing the focus, right? So if I'm focused on what I'm going to do for work tomorrow that I'm focusing my thought there. But if I alter my focus to thinking about my breath, thinking about the way that it feels, the way that it, you know, how hard it is for me to breathe. Can I deep breathe deeply or not? You're going to be thinking about things of course, but if you, can you, can you focus it on just thinking and feeling about your breath? And that's it. That's all you're doing. You're just you're just mentally going. oh, I'm just going to change my focus. I'm going to use my my power of will to just shift. And that's it. It's literally that simple. You're just shifting your focus and training yourself on how to shift your focus quickly. Because as as over time you get better at catching yourself, you know, drifting off into something else. You'll catch yourself sooner and be like, oh yeah yeah. Hold on a second. And again, you're not like, dang it stupid mind, freaking hate you for, for, you know, thinking about the iron that I left on, which may, that actually might be a good thing to go turn the iron off if that's what you're thinking. But it's more of, you're just, Hey, Tim, you know, love you, man, you know, but just come back here, come back to the breath here. You know, it's, 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 a, it's, you're being nice to yourself. You're not judging yourself for your mind wandering. You're, you're just noticing it as if you were someone else who was watching you and your mind work together, that person wouldn't guilt you about you and your mind not focusing. That person would just be like, hey, Tim, just focusing you over here on the on, on your brain here. Cool, cool, awesome. Right? So that's the key. Don't beat yourself up. So that's like basic standard meditation. Again, you just do that for 10 minutes. And sometimes you'll leave that and you'll feel great. You'll be like, wow, I feel just relaxed. Sometimes you'll feel exactly the same. I'm not gonna lie to you. There's there's plenty of times where I I do my meditation, I open my eyes and I go, I don't really feel any different, and that's okay. And there's sometimes where I, I actually do it and I actually feel worse. And so that's what's hard, I think, for people to be consistent at it because I think you again, it's not it's not instantly gratifying all the time. And so you get sometimes where you you leave feeling worse or you leave feeling the same, and then it doesn't. You don't want to do it again. But what but what you don't realize is that The next two times you do it, all of a sudden you're, you're building that habit a little bit stronger to where more often than not, it's going to be a very positive experience, but you really have to sort of move on past these sort of instantly gratifying thing, which again, in our society, we're sort of taught that instant gratification is the thing. And Doing something like meditation is, is sort of teaching the opposite. Like, hey, you know, if you if you did a week straight of meditation, you might not get any benefits that week at all. You might feel exactly the same. But, hey, that week after, all of a sudden, you're going to be like, whoa, I feel a lot more calm, and I feel a lot more okay with things, and I'm feeling more able to tackle my problems this week. Right? It may, you may not see those benefits right away is all I'm saying. So it's definitely a discipline that requires just non instant gratification but again I would say I would just highly recommend this so first one is breathing second one I would say would be a visual meditation where you find a place for example imagine yourself on a beach here's I mean imagine when I'm on a beach I'm laying down you know I and just think about things that would you'd be experiencing at the beach wow you know I'm feeling the heat from the sand on my legs. Okay, now I'm I'm feeling like the breeze, the ocean breeze, right? And you're just you're just trying your best to just stay in this place, this visual place that you're in, and feeling what would be happening around you, and just trying to stay there. And again, your mind will will do the same thing it always does. It'll, oh man, you know that conversation with Bill yesterday. Oh, should, could that have gone better? And then again, you just catch yourself and go, oh wait, wait, wait. that's right. I'm in my I'm in my my happy my happy beach, my happy beach house right now. Let's go back there. Okay. I'm back in the beach house. All right. I'm feeling the sand. Okay. You know, and again, that's it. You just do that for 10 minutes. The other one, which is honestly is probably my personal favorite and really works well for me is what I call affirmation meditation. And so I will just close my eyes and I will think and then repeat. Now, if I'm just by myself, I'll repeat it out loud. Cause when you say things out loud, it's, it's far more powerful than just repeating them in your head because it just activates more areas of your brain because instead of just thinking something, you're then speaking it, and then your brain is then hearing it. So you just get a lot more out of it if you say it out loud. But again, there are times where maybe there's people around, and that would be really weird to just start saying random comments. People might be like, "What is that guy okay? Uh, So in those cases, you just want to think it. But like I said, if you're alone by yourself and you can say these out loud, but I saw all sort of, I have sort of a set of affirmations that I'll go through, you know, you know, and typically for me, it's scripture based for you. It can be, it can be other things too. I use kind of a combination of both, but one of my favorites would be, you know, I accept my feelings, soften around them and breathe through them. That would be a statement. I would think it, I would say it out loud and I would hear it. And I would remember that like, Hey, you know, I don't have to judge my feelings. I can just accept them, soften around them, and breathe through them, right? That would just, and I would say that, and then again, I'd pick another one, like a scripture one where, you know, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. That's what God says about me. So I would think about that. I'd say it out loud. And again, I would just pick different ones, ones that make me feel really good. and do that for 10 minutes, and then boom, you're good to go. And again, same thing. Your mind will wander about other things, and then you'll just have to bring it back. So that is just basic, by yourself, unguided meditation. If you are new, I would suggest... And I'm going to be making, in the future here, I want to make my own meditation podcast where I will actually personally guide you through a meditation because I really love doing it. But essentially, YouTube has a bunch of great ones. So I'd highly recommend just search YouTube guided meditations. You can also search Kaiser meditations on Google. They have a lot of really good ones as well. And if again if you're totally new to meditating and doing it by yourself, is not working for you, which it wasn't for me at first, I I would I would use a lot of guided meditation. So I would just listen to one, a 10 15 minute one on YouTube where literally someone would just talk to me through where to put my focus. All right, they weren't telling me to think about nothing. They weren't telling me to just empty myself of thought, cuz that's just stupid and unrealistic. But what they did is they guided me on what I'm focusing on. They would describe to me the environment I was in. Oh, you're, you know, you're in a forest and there's this, uh, there's green leaves around you and, you know, touch the leaves. How do they feel Right? they're guiding me through it? Or they'd guide me through affirmations where they would have someone say an affirmation. I would repeat it, or they would just guide me through like breathing exercises where they would just one, two, three in and one, two, three out. And you would just, again, do your best to focus with them as best you can as they guide you through it. So I'd highly, highly recommend if you've, if you haven't tried meditation before or you've tried it and you just hasn't felt like it's worked for you, would highly recommend doing something guided because that's gonna just gonna be a lot more structured. It's almost like having a workout plan as opposed to not work not as opposed to just walking into the into the gym and going, Okay, I guess I'll just do some curls for a few minutes. Okay, you know, maybe I'll hop over to the bench. Right? It helps to have someone who has a structured plan in place. This is where we're gonna go mentally and takes you there and guides you there. So highly, highly recommend. But again, consistency, it's got to be consistent. And on the topic of can meditation make you clutch? Again, there's, I can't, I, you know, I should look into see if there's some studies about, about that. But well, we all know, for example, people, we know LeBron James meditates. We know a lot of NBA players meditate. I know Clay Thompson meditates. I know it's very big in the professional sports world because, and this is where, here's a little, I guess, a little brain knowledge for you. So when there's sort of this threshold of stress where they've done studies where if you if you are not put under a certain amount of pressure, you perform really poorly. Like for example, let's say that you're playing a pickup basketball game, but no one's really trying. There's no pressure, nothing on the line. People are just kind of screwing around. You typically don't play very well because there's sort of no Real pressure to make you f- kind of focus a little harder to play better, right? So let's say the pr- let's all of a sudden, hey, there was twenty bucks on the game. Now, okay, you're a little more motivated, you're a little more focused. There's a little more pressure, something on the line. Now, all of a sudden, your performance will go up. However, there's also a threshold on the other side where if you're under so much pressure that your performance actually declines. There's sort of a sweet spot of pressure. And as an athlete, you're always searching for the sweet spot. And what's hard for a lot of players is when you go over that threshold to the too much pressure. For example, let's say the ball is in your hands. It is the fourth quarter. There's 30 seconds left. There are some players that can't handle that because that that there's too much pressure that puts them into the threshold of performing poorly. And one of the reasons your brain performs poorly when put under too much pressure is your brain sort of goes into more of a flight or fight mode to where it will compartmentalize. And so, tell me if you've ever had ex- this experience where you've you've done something in maybe a, a sporting game or even anyth- anywhere in life where you've you've made a decision, you've you screwed something up and then all of a sudden once the pressure is gone because the decision's already been made, the game is over, you're looking back in hindsight like, "Man, you know, oh, I I all of a sudden you see 10 different options you could have done in that situation like oh man I, you know I totally could have faked that first shot and then drove it to the basket because there's no one there the center was like pulled out or oh you know shoot you know now that I think about it man I could have just pulled up for the jumper right then why did I hesitate you know all of a sudden when that pressure is gone you're the amount of options that you had like pops up like oh my gosh I had all these things I could have done now why in the moment could I not think of those things what why, you know, And your brain does this. Your brain will compartmentalize. Your brain will actually reduce and shrink the number of options you have in a moment of intense stress because it sort of is it's survival. It's you need to just let me give you, you know, fight, flight, or run. Sometimes are the only three options your brain will actually give you if you're under high stress because it's about survival. Your brain can't afford you sitting there thinking about, well, you know, I could go and drive to the left and then see if that's open and then, oh, you know, but I could, right, your brain's like, no, 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 we have to make, you know, the clock is, there's 10 seconds on the clock to make a shot. We don't have time to sit here and think through a bunch of decisions. It's go time. Boom, your brain kicks you into gear. So if you're someone who doesn't have a lot of experience with very stressful situations, whether it's sports, whether it's life, then when you're in that stressful situation, your brain is going to compartmentalize. It's gonna shut down the really the options that you have, and it's gonna give you flight or flight type options. Typically, those don't always lead to the best decision. As we all know, you're not really supposed to make big decisions when under stress or in a bad place because you'll most likely make a poor decision. So, how do you become more clutch? And not only sports, but just in life, if you have a lot of stress on your plate, how do you manage it? How do you become clutch at things? And I think meditation is is massively important in doing that, especially in today's day and age when we are, again, just always on our phones, always on social media, always, your know, our attention is taking us to a million different places, and that's what happens to our brains. We start having all these anxieties about a million different things all at once, one after the other, and we don't know how to... And we start to panic, we start to freak out, and then our brain shuts down, gives us two or three options, and we just shut down. But if we could build up that sort of emotional mental reservoir through meditation, then now all of a sudden that stressor comes up, but there's sort of an extra, okay, you know, you do have a couple extra options because your brain is not thinking that this is life or death flight or fight. And one example I'll use for this is, you know, we, we tend to really jump on the police every time they make a mistake and it's easy for us too, because we're sitting at our computers. We are in a non-stressed state. We have all these options available to us in our minds. Well, the cop could have done this. He could have done that. They could have done this. They could have done that. But if you were in that situation, if you were that police officer and you were in a life or death situation. And in the high stress, your brain would literally shut down. It would give you two to three options of what to do, and that's it. It wouldn't let you think about all these different choices that you could have made. It's flight. It's usually shut down, flight or fight. That's it. I just hope we can have more more grace towards those who are in stressful situations constantly, and we can also, you know, allow them to get more training so that they can be in those stressful situations and have a little bit more calmness, a little bit more ability to have more options available to them because they've they've sort of prepped their brain for that state. But I'm not gonna get too much into that, Just that's just an example of kind of the different brain states and how it changes based on your stress level. So anyway, can you become clutch? Now, just from a personal experience, I recently noticed that I was experiencing higher levels of stress than I was, I was used to due to some different things going on in my life and different responsibilities I've been given. And it started to weigh on me a little bit more and more to where I thought, okay, I, need, I think I need to get back into consistently meditating. Because for a while, I've kind of just done it off and on. And so I've been doing it for about a week, week and a half and I have noticed that not only am I just more calm on a day-to-day basis, and actually a little bit, a little bit happier, if I'm being totally honest, I have experienced a lot more clutch moments. I love playing spike ball; that's one of my favorite sports. I've just found a group recently we've been playing all the time, and I played the other day, and I, I was just in the zone like I've never been before just things were happening. Things were slowing down in the game. I was able to make more decisions. I was, I was calmer. I was confident. I was rarely letting like a negative thought pass through my mind about anything. I just was, was focused and I had some moments where, you know, it was, Hey, this is the last point. This is game point. And I would come through and I was like, dang, I freaking came through and I, I get, I got, pumped up dude I was jacked I was like let's freaking go I was so excited right and so I was like okay that was really cool that felt really good and I played my best ever played and then I noticed in other things a simple game of water pong with some friends at a party all of a sudden I was the guy hitting the last cup just not really feeling a lot of stress about it just because because typically you know that last cup's the hardest to get because everyone you know it's the cup to win the game all of a sudden there's this added pressure sometimes games go on for ages where no one hits that last cup and i was the one hitting that last cup because i just was in this extra sort of zen zone zoned in state and i was like whoa did i just get like super clutch all of a sudden like what the heck happened here so I'm just noticing just in sports, I've been, I've been more clutch and I, and I think it's directly tied to my consistent meditation practice. I really, really do. Now I wouldn't be, I would be a poor scientist if I didn't say I have, there are variables to that. And I have also been playing a lot more music lately and a lot more singing and playing my ukulele, which I think also benefits me mentally in a lot of ways. So that's a variable to consider as well, but I have noticed a significant increase in my quality of life when I'm consistently meditating. I just, there's something, it just gives you a confidence that you can handle things and that everything's going to be okay. I don't know where, like, I don't know where that comes from exactly. Just you've been in enough every day. You're in this moment of, of real, real calmness where you're able to sort of let everything go and experience peace for for a little bit, and that kind of, to me, I, I imagine it. If I was to give you a visual, I would say, to me, it feels like there's this well, and before I started meditating consistently, this well was was dry, and when I was in states of anxiety, I would look into my well. There's no water there. There's nothing to draw from, and so what I would do is in order to in order to appease that anxiety, I would turn to food, sugar, TV, hot showers, (laughs) you know, pornography, things like that. Things that, because I didn't have anything to, there was like the, my well was empty. I just did other things to sort of, okay, that would sort of temporarily reduce my anxiety level. But I found since consistently meditating and being consistent about it, I found that I imagine this well now has water in it. So, when something comes up that wasn't planned and is maybe a tad stressful, like an extra responsibility, I kind of like go over to my well and kind of okay, I got, I got a bucket or two of water down there, okay, and I just dang my thing down there, grab a couple buckets of water, drink, get replenished, and you know I'm okay, and I move on. And so I think that's kind of a a good visual for what meditation can be for people. It just creates Creates sort of a, a break for your brain, really, and just creates sort of a, a reservoir for you to draw from. When things do get tough, you're like, ah, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. So, meditation. Now, there I could go a lot more detailed on some things, but I might save that for later Pods. But I will. I'll give you a little teaser for my next sort of mental health pod. So, have, hopefully, I don't know if you've seen this. Have Have any of you seen Sh- the new Sherlock Holmes, the one with Benedict Cumberpatch? I think it's a great show. I watched it through, and I remember stumbling upon an episode where Sherlock, the main character, Benedict, he talks about. And he talks about this pretty frequently. I think throughout the seasons. Is this idea of a mind palace? He's like, I'm gonna go to my mind palace. And it would, you know, show him like touching his forehead, maybe, and cutting to his brain, and all of a sudden he's in another place and he's doing all these things or going to different rooms. And I thought, Huh. Mind palace. Is that a real thing? Is that real? So I Googled it. And it is a real thing. It's actually a memorization device. It's a way to remember things better. And you actually what you do is you create a place in your mind and typically you want to start off with something that is familiar to you for example i used my house right because i'm in my house every day so i pretty much know the ins and outs of my entire i could visually walk through my house and basically remember almost everything other than really fine details could remember you know everything i could okay i'm walking through the front door Okay, now I see that big window in the back. Okay, now I'm turning left. There's the kitchen, right? You've been enough times your, your brain knows. You could probably walk through it with your eyes closed. And so you, this idea that you you can take objects that you want to remember and put them up in your house, whether it's a picture or an object or something that sort of reminds you of of something that you want to remember. And then every time you walk through your house, you're like, oh, there's that photo on the wall of that quiz question that I needed or whatever. Now, the reason I bring it up in this podcast is because this has, I created my own mind palace and I created it with the purpose of storing all of the anxiety, storing all of the anxiety What sort of tools, right? Cause I sort of came to this point where I thought, dude, you know, if I'm going to be in a situation where I'm experiencing a panic attack or anxiety, what if I forget all these tools that I've been taught over the course of therapy? What if I don't, what do I do? You know, and that the idea of that freaked me out and probably caused me a little bit of anxiety in that moment, just thinking I wouldn't have the tools to deal with anxiety, which is a loop just thinking about it. <laughs> That's crazy. So what I did is I created actually my own and I'll, I'll describe more in detail in the next pod, kind of how you can do this for yourself and create your own room of, of sort of coping skills, coping anxiety methods and create it. And it's really cool because it's, it's very creative. It's very, you can, and you can really create, you can really be, it reminds me of inception when they're building their own places in their minds that they're going to eventually travel through in their dream. You can actually kind of do this in your mind and then just visit that place consistently. And then you can sort of remember things going on, but essentially I created a room in a house in my mind palace that I can access at any time, any place, anywhere. And I've done this. I've had moments where I have been in extreme amounts of anxiety and panic and confusion. And this has come through clutch for me where I've closed my eyes. I have gone to my mind palace. I go to my room. I call it the coping room. I have this room memorized because I go in it a lot in this room. I have tables set up along the walls and on these tables contain items. And each item is a memory of a, of a anxiety tool that I've been taught. So for example, the first item on the table to my left would be a set of lungs to remind me about the most basic breathing technique to, you know, to do that. And so if I'm, freaking out. I'm in this super anxious state. I'm shutting down, which I'm a, I'm a shutting down, I'm a shut down kind of person when I have a lot of anxiety. I'm not other people. I think get sort of manic, but I'm like more of a shutdown person. And so I go in there and I go in my coping room and I go, okay, first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to breathe. And I remember my tool there. And I remember a couple of breathing exercises that I know and I perform those. And then I move on to the next item. And the next item on my table is a, a stone and it's a, with a G on it and it's called a gratitude stone. And it's a method. We were thought in ter- therapy. We're actually told to actually have a physical stone that we put in our pockets and that we hold on to. And every time we touch it, we remember to think of something that we're grateful for. So oh wow, I'm really grateful that I have food today. I'm really grateful that I had fresh water today. Thankful that the sun was at today. Thankful to have this fun pod, you know, pod, it it could be anything, but it's just, Oh yeah, I forgot that there's things in my life that I have that I take for granted. Let's acknowledge those. So again, I'll go more into that full room on another podcast. I just want to give you sort of a teaser for that. And if you're someone again, who's looking to kind of take control of their anxiety, take control and reduce their levels of anxiety, you're definitely going to want to listen to that one. Because I'll go into sort of how you can create your own mind palace, how you can create your own room, and I'll give you some skills that you can put in that room that you can access at any time if ever you're experiencing a lot of stress. I remember, so here's an example. I used it. I was in Colombia with my brother, and traveling to a new country where you don't speak their language can be very stressful. And there was a day or two where I experienced some very high, high, high stress levels where I was jet lagged. I was tired. I was frustrated. I was adapting to the climate. To I was frustrated that I couldn't understand anybody. And I was freaking out. And I was in a lot of pain too. I think I, I hurt my shoulder in Columbia really badly playing basketball. And I was just in pain for, for days where I just, it just throbbing pain. And so I literally, I remember we were driving on a bus back to our, our place we were staying at. And that's when I was like, okay, this is what my room is here for. So I, I, I closed my eyes on the bus, I hopped into my coping room, and I went through probably five or six of my coping skill skills. And by the time I opened my eyes again and we were at our place, I was okay. I had managed to sort of weather the storm, get back to rational, clear thinking and calmness. And I was able to you know, go and sleep and then wake up the next day and had a much better day and I owe that to to that room, to that to have access to that at any time. And knowing that I have access to that at any time also gives me a sense of peace throughout the day where I know if I do run into a stressor that I can go there. And I can kind of find peace there. So, highly recommend give that a listen. That is it for me on this podcast again. I just want to go over just a couple key points for you again. Meditating is just is just focus. It's just focusing on something. That's all it is. It's not trying to elim- like eliminate thoughts from your mind. It's just dumb. Don't ever let anyone tell you that. That's a thing. It's just not. Again, number two, consistency is key. Just like with anything. You're not really going to see results unless you're consistent. Just the way it is. Again, all you need is 10 minutes a day. I've given you three basic types of meditation. You can do a breathing one where you literally you just... Breathe in for three seconds. Breathe out for three seconds. And you just do that for 10 minutes. And you just try your best to focus on that and catch yourself when your mind drifts. Visual. Again, you can spend time in a place of your choosing that you that feels peaceful to you. Some, for some people, it might be a forest. For some people, it might be a, a beach. For some people, it might be a bar. For some people, it might be your bed. Who knows? Whatever feels peaceful to you. And then you can stay there. You would just stay there and you would imagine the different sensations you would feel while you were there and you would do that for 10 minutes. And then the other one again is affirmations, pick 10 statements that you would like someone to say about you. If you feel like it would really mean a lot to you if someone said, wow, you know, you're such a caring person, say that to yourself, let yourself, you know, you are in a relationship with yourself. So let yourself know that you you're a caring person. And say that, I'm a caring person. Say what, what you'd want a friend to say to you. Especially for those of you who are on the love language scale or affirmation people, because you'll definitely need that more. And there you go. There's three basic, easy guided meditations for 10 minutes. Do them once a day. And then again, just there, there's a teaser there for a future pod where we'll go more into some specific anxiety-related tools and how you can create your own mind palace and kind of have a place to access these tools anytime you want. Anyway, I hope that you have enjoyed listening to this podcast. I hope this has brought you some value. I hope that it brings you some calm and some peace in these stressful times, that that there's hope for you, that there's hope for your anxiety and your stress, that, that you can manage it and master it, and that you can be someone who's calm of mind, calm of spirit, and someone who other people will say, hey, how do you feel so calm? How do you how can I feel that way that you're feeling and that you can continue to be a resource for others around you. And that's, that's my hope for this podcast because I care. I, if there's anyone who has empathy for people who are struggling with anxiety, panic attacks, depression, I'm, I'm there for you. I'm, I'm with you. I've, I've experienced things that I, I wouldn't wish upon my worst enemies as far as my mental health. So I'm, I'm I'm there, and I I understand, and I'm I'm almost tearing up as I'm saying this to you. But there is hope, and you will get better, and and there 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 are, are ways to and it just it, t- it takes learning. It's like anything. It's like again, like I've mentioned this on other pods, right? You don't typically see people people who are really really like aggressively obese. Typically, you don't see people who are nutrition majors be really obese because it just it takes. Time and, and patience to, and knowledge to learn about nutrition and what to eat and what not to eat, right? In the same way, you know, if you study a little bit and, and listen to my podcast here and and figure out what's going on with you and journal and do these different things, then, then you can also achieve, you know, peace and calm and feelings of joy and contentment, uh, just like I have and, and continue to have. And I want that for you. So, guys, thank you for listening. And I will see you on the next pod.